Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Retrolist. I've always been a big fan of PC games. I love playing games on a keyboard. But I'm going to tell you a little story about when a game can sometimes almost get you into trouble. When I was in high school, my sister was in college and had landed a position doing chemical work for an environmental group near where I lived. And she told me that there was going to be some internships available through the American Chemical Society at this location and that she could put in a good word for me. At the time, I was really interested in science. I would eventually go to school to study biochemistry, but what happened there was a different story. I got the position. It was a great, great thing, and I worked four days a week going out into the swamps of New Jersey, taking samples, bringing them back to the lab, and testing them. As a kid who really idolized science-type folk, this was huge for me. I think I was also well-respected. I took my job very seriously and tried to do the best I could every day. In fact, they trusted me so much that they started giving me extra work that wasn't necessarily the normal lab stuff. I was given the task of modifying the maps of the location. Now, I didn't know anything about cartography, but one of the managers at the place did, and he was teaching me some things and how I could change things up, and he was also showing me that they had some great software on their computers there that I could use to change the maps. Then one day I came in and noticed that there was a game available on the computer. It was early, I figured, oh, what's this? Let me check this out. The game was Tetris. Now, I don't know if you remember the first time you played Tetris. It came out of nowhere for me. The music came on, turned the volume down on the computer, and I started dropping those shapes again and again and again. I was hooked. I got nothing done on that map that day. But here's the thing. The guy who I was doing the work for came into the room while I was playing Tetris, and he was looking for an update, and I panicked. And I felt horrible about this afterwards, and I shut off the monitor real quick. He came in and looked at me strangely, like, what's going on here? I was like, uh, nothing, nothing. And he looked at me, and he said, are you playing Tetris? And I was like, how did he know? Now, I'd gotten so used to it that I didn't even realize that you could still hear the music very low in the background. The guy looked at me. He said, don't worry. I understand. I'm the one who put Tetris on there. Just try to get your work done before you play games. Now, I'm not the type of person who needs to be told a third time to do something. So I turned off Tetris, got back to the mapping, and I said to myself, I will never play Tetris during work time again. Later that night, of course, I decided not to go home right away and asked my sister if she could pick me up two hours later. And I sat and played Tetris for a couple of hours. Video games can be really addicting, and just like a lot of things that are addicting, they can ruin what could be a great experience. Now, Tetris didn't do that for me. I had a very understanding boss, and he caught me on the first day. It would have been really difficult had it continued, and I had been playing that game for a couple of days and had got nothing done. Instead, I managed to modify the maps, I managed to continue to take samples, and I even presented to the American Chemical Society at the end of the internship. Great experience for me. On this episode, we're going to talk about that very addicting game, Tetris. We'll talk a little bit about its creation, its history. We'll talk a little bit about the geometry. Now, I ain't no geometry master, but I'll do my best to explain what I've learned about Tetris and Tetrominos. We'll talk a little bit about the legal problems, talk about how to play the game, 
talk about, of course, the music of the game. We'll talk about where Tetris has shown up in pop culture, and we'll talk a little bit about the awards it won. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. So Tetris is a puzzle game, which was originally created by Alexei Pazitnov. I hope I'm saying that right. Pazitnov created the game on June 6, 1984, while he was working in the Dorodnysin Computer Center of the Academy of Science in Moscow. He took the name from the Greek numerical prefix tetra, because all of the game's pieces, which in geometry are known as tetrominoes, contain four segments, and combine that with the word tennis, which was his favorite sport, and he got the word Tetris. It's odd that he chose tennis because there's not really any tennis influence in the game. It's not really like Pong. He created the game on an Electronica 60. The game was very popular and was ported to the PC by Vadim Garizmov. My apologies to the Russian people as I butcher every one of their names. Once it made it to the IBM PC, the game exploded in popularity and began spreading not just in the Soviet Union, but also into countries that were still behind the Eastern Bloc. Eventually, it found its way to Budapest, where it was ported to a whole bunch of other platforms and was, I quote, discovered by a British software company named Andromeda. They attempted to contact Pajitnov to secure the rights for the PC version, but before they even settled that deal, they happened to sell the rights to the game to another company. After that, Pajinov decided not to license it to Andromeda. So instead, Andromeda decided to try to secure the rights from the Hungarian programmers who had ported it. So you could see why there would be all sorts of legal problems with Tetris right from the beginning. Spectrum Holobyte, who acquired the rights, released it in the U.S. in 1986, and the game's popularity was tremendous. People were hooked, as was I. It's a deceptively simple game, and extremely addictive. In 1988, the Soviet government began to market the rights to Tetris through an organization called Elorg, which is short for something that I would most certainly butcher. It turns out Pajitnov had granted his rights to the Soviet government via the computer center he had worked at. 
Now, Elorg wasn't getting any money from Andromeda, but Andromeda was still licensing and sub-licensing and making a lot of money off Tetris. By 1989, many companies claimed the rights to create and distribute Tetris software for computers, consoles, and handheld systems. Meanwhile, Elorg held that none of these companies were entitled to produce a version of the game, and certainly not to produce an arcade version of the game. They signed those rights officially over to Atari, and it signed the non-Japanese console and handheld rights to the game to Nintendo. In 1988, Tetris was shown at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, and was picked up by a Dutch game publisher, Hank Rogers, who was at that time based in Japan. This led to an agreement brokered with Nintendo that would have Tetris bundled with every Game Boy. And if you owned a Game Boy in the 80s and 90s, you probably remember playing Tetris, or at least remember hearing somebody else play Tetris. Tengen, the console software division of Atari games, remember I had said that they had gotten the arcade rights to the game. They applied for a copyright for the Tetris game on the Nintendo Entertainment System which would be loosely based on the arcade system, and they proceeded to market and distribute it under the name Tetris, the Soviet mind game. It had faux Cyrillic typography. They did this while disregarding Nintendo's license from Elorg. This is interesting because you had two generations of gaming companies at each other's throats. Nintendo contacted Atari Games saying that they had stolen the rights to Tetris, and Atari sued believing they had the rights. After only a month, the courts ruled that Nintendo were the only company that had the rights to Tetris on home game systems, and that Tengen's, or Atari's, Tetris was recalled. Nintendo would go on to release their version of Tetris for both the NES and Game Boy, and sold more than 3 million copies. Now, some people considered NES's version inferior to Atari's version because it lacked the side-by-side simultaneous play. But, as I mentioned earlier, anyone who had a Game Boy cannot argue that Nintendo's Tetris was huge and probably the most well-known version. On the Game Boy, Tetris sold over 33 million copies. The lawsuits between Tengen and Nintendo over the NES version would carry on well into the 90s. Sega is a latecomer to the lawsuits that plagued Tetris. They would release a game for the Mega Drive. However, because of the large amount of litigation, they would withdraw that game almost immediately. Saturday's Supercade will return after these messages. You need a Tetris shot. Tetris. How do you mean Tetris size? Square, rectangle, trapezoid, Tetrazoid. Nintendo introduces Tetris. Put a piece here. Put a piece there. Use your thumbs. Use your eyes. Find yourself Tetrisized. Now you're playing with power. Tetris 2! Tetris 2. Tetris 2! Tetris 2! Tetris 2. It's not just Tetris. Now challenge the system or go head-to-head. Different shapes, different shades, and this time, there's bombs in it. It's Tetris 2 on Game Boy or NES. And now, back to Saturday's Supercade. In 1996, the rights to the game reverted from the Russian state to Pajitnov himself 
who had made almost no money from the game up till then. In 1996, the Tetris Company was founded and claimed to hold copyright registrations for Tetris products in the United States and took out trademark registrations for Tetris in almost every country in the world. Since then, they have licensed the game to many companies in the U.S., and they have ordered stop to games that are Tetris-like that might violate their copyright. They're very, very active in pursuing their trademark. So if you're thinking of making a Tetris clone, make sure that you don't steal the idea for Tetris. Remember, the U.S. Copyright Office states that copyright does not apply to the rules of a game, but you can't rip off Tetris, so tread lightly. Warning. Potentially educational material ahead. I would try to talk a little bit about the geometry of Tetris. Tetris uses a form of geometry called tetrominoes. A tetromino is a geometric shape composed of four squares, which are connected. Now, ordinarily, when you have a tetromino, they are considered freeform, and they treat rotation and dimensions as congruent. So there are usually only five tetrominoes, but because Tetris is very popular and it's two-dimensional and you have to flip things to get it to where things go, people often recognize seven distinct Tetris tetrominoes. And those are the tetromino I, which is the stick or line, which are four blocks in a straight line, the tetromino J, which is a row of three blocks with one added below the right side, the tetromino L, which is a row of blocks with one added below the left side, which is a reflection of the J, the tetromino O, which is the square, two by two, the tetromino S, which is two stacked horizontal rectangles that are shifted one over, and the reverse of that is the tetromino Z, and finally you have the tetromino T, which is a row of three blocks with one added below the center. So simple geometry applied to a simple game equals genius and tons of cash. So study geometry, kids. You never know when it's going to come in handy. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power. In Tetris, there are variations, but in the main Tetris, the idea is to rotate those pieces as they drop and try to get them to stack and fit as neatly together as possible. If you get them to make a complete line in the horizontal, that line goes away and the pieces drop and it clears the gameplay space so that you can drop more pieces. So you'll want to keep clearing as quickly as possible. If you can get perfect four and knock down four in a row all at once, which means you need to use an eye piece, then you get extra points added. And there are variations on that, but that's the basics of how to play Tetris. Now, you can't talk about Tetris without talking about the music of Tetris. And the music in Tetris that we hear is based on a Russian folk song called the Korobeniki. It was remixed by Hirokazu Tanaka and used as the Type A music in the Game Boy version of Tetris and has therefore become the Tetris music. Here's a little bit of it.
Now, you might not know it, but there is actual lyrics to that song. It is about an incident between a peddler and a girl who are haggling over a price. And all the details of that haggling is done in metaphor. The Korobaniki was written and published in 1861, and the word Korobaniki can be translated as peddlers. Here's a little bit of the lyrics to it, because I just think it's fun to read them. Oh, my crate is so full, I've got chintz and brocade. Take pity, oh sweetie, of this lad's shoulder. I will, I will, go out into the tall rye. I will wait there till the night comes. Once I see the dark-eyed lass, I will showcase all my goods. I paid no small price myself, so don't bargain or be stingy. Bring your scarlet lips to me. Sit closer to this fine lad. The foggy night has already come. The daring lad is awaiting. Hark, it's her. The desired one has come. The merchant is selling his goods. Katya is haggling with care. She is afraid to pay too much. A lad is kissing his lass, asking her to raise the price. Only the deep night knows what they agreed upon. Straighten up now, O tall rye, and keep their secret scrupulously. Oh, my crate is so light, the strap is no longer cutting into my shoulders, and all my last took was one turquoise ring. Now, I don't speak Russian, and I don't know if that's really about haggling. Maybe something's lost in the translation. I don't know. In pop culture, Tetris has been used in TV, in movies. It's been in The Simpsons, of course, just like everything else in the world has been in The Simpsons. It's been in Muppet Babies. It's been in Dexter's Lab, Family Guy, Futurama, and there have even been commercials that have used Tetris in it. In the Guinness Book of World Records, the game has nine world records. These records include world's most ported video game, and it has been ported everywhere and will continue to be ported everywhere, which is why I didn't even name the ports, because basically it would probably be easier to figure out a system that it wasn't ported to once the game became popular than to actually name every system since the game has been created. It is also known as the game with the most official and unofficial variants, and there have been tons of variants on Tetris. I went online to look at the number of official versions of Tetris, and even that can take up a whole page. You have Hattress, Weltress, Super Tetris, Super Tetris 2, Tetris 2, the Tetris Battle Gaiden, Tetris and Dr. Mario, Tetris Blast, 3D Tetris, Tetrisphere, Tetris DX, Kid Tetris, the New Tetris, Tetris Worlds, Tetris Elements, Tetris DS, Tetris Splash, Tetris Party, V Tetris. The list goes on and on. And that doesn't even count the unofficial games that have been listed. And you have like Wordtris and K-Blocks and Blockout, all these games that are basically just variations on Tetris. People inspired by Tetris, making an implementation of the game to be enjoyed in different environments, sometimes with enough variations to be unique and specific, but normally just a port of a simple game. Saturday's Super Game will return after these messages. When things start changing right before your eyes. When shapes just seem to appear out of nowhere. When the whole world seems transformed. You've been Tetrisized. Nintendo introduces Tetris. It will mesmerize you. Tetris challenges the mind and puzzles the imagination. No other game can stack up to Tetris. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. And there's another thing, Mikhail. The kids, the kids these days. Tetris, Schmetters, all the time it's Tetris, Tetris, Tetris they want to play. Oh, 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 oh
not just in Russia. All over the world is tattered, tattered. Whatever happens in unicycle, in the ball. Oh, damn it! It's a changing world. And now, back to Saturday's Super Cave. Tetris is just one of those games like Pac-Man and Donkey Kong that is world famous. On GameFAQs a couple of years ago, they had a character battle, which they do every year, and users nominate their favorite video game characters for participation in the contest. Well, somebody nominated the L-shaped piece from Tetris, or L-block, and it was kind of entered as a joke, but people love Tetris, and when it was over, L-piece had won the contest. It might be a simple game, and it might be a game with geometric shapes, and it's hard to make characters out of them, so there's not a lot of room to market or add story to the product. But Tetris ignores all that. It is probably the king of puzzle games, and it will be around for years to come. So if you got an old Game Boy, fire it up. Heck, if you got just about any system, fire it up. Tetris is available to almost everyone. Just remember, if you're going to play Tetris, play responsibly. Make sure you get all your work done, then you can enjoy it guilt-free till the sun comes up. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. If you like classic video games, and who doesn't, you can check out the Retroist's video game review site, where we have lots of great titles, at games.retroist.com. If you want to discuss Tetris or any other thing you've heard on the Retroist podcast, or even suggest a new topic for the Retroist podcast, why not drop by the Retroist forum? You can get there at retroist.com slash forum. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Все боится передать Парень девицы целуется Просит цены добавлять Знает только ночь глубокая Как полазили они Распрямись ты рожь высокая Тайну свято сохрани Ой, легка, легка коробушка Печь не держит и не держит А всего I don't think this is about peddling. This has been a retrospective production.
Goodbye.